All right, welcome to the show, Jens Holmstrom. Thank you for having me. I've been listening to your podcast. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for supporting us, man. We're just all working together to make this sport the greatest thing in Finland. For sure. So I just wanted to ask you a few questions. Uh, we'll talk about last week's game, this sure. upcoming week's game, and a little bit about you as well. Uh, first question, last game, Roman Runner was crazy good. So in your own words, can you explain why Roman Runner is so dangerous in the run in the return game? Uh I think he is just a kind of athlete who can change direction without really losing forward speed, if you know what I mean. Like yeah. sometimes you see these guys going back and forth and turning three sixties, but he always seems to, you know, get re going forward all the time and, and even if he has to do a three sixty, he's really quick and get it back to his top speed going forward. So and and vision, good vision of where the where where the green grass is. I would say that's that, in my opinion, it. He he is an athlete, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Stan Stan Bedwell and his starting receivers they seem to be showing great chemistry. He's completing more than eighty percent of his passes in the games he played so far. What kind of insight do you have into like either why or how they develop such a good relationship between the quarterback and his receivers? Well, I think it's just. The, well, you can call it the air raid system. You know, air raid is not X's and O's. It's how how you approach the game, how you do practices, and and the ball is constantly in the air in practices. It, it's exactly how we did it back in the day with Robert Johnson in Roosters. You know, we used to try to get when we did plays against the air flight balls in the air. Everybody gets to catch the ball, and and all the drills are set up to to develop uh, the route run that we need for this offense so I think that's a big part of it and then uh, he spent the whole year there with the guys with the Finnish guys but but you're right I mean he, he got he got on the same page pretty quickly with Ruben de Reuter and and, and Roman Runner and Nick Lester so I, I think it's just the way we practice um, as far as outside the practice he hang out with the receivers and the guys a little bit, but of course I'm living in Helsinki, so I I don't have all the insight to that. But I would say mostly just the way we practice and how we teaches this offense to the guys. Again, going back to the culture of the Huskies, it seems like the guys play up tempo and they hustle on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. And the yeah. players are excited for each other. And you can see in the games, there's always a teammate helping another team up if he gets on the ground. The guys all run to the ball. Even when receivers are running down the field, the rest of the team is chasing, trying to block somebody. Like, this type of, like, player culture was not there last year. Like, this team was – it's a different team, of course. But what, what do you think that you guys have done – to create this one-team mentality that we see on the field every week? Uh, I would, again, of course, there's some guys that have already played for with each other for a few years there. And then, of course, there's a lot of new players this year, both Finnish and Imports. And that's, of course, is always a challenge. But I think, again, I would come back to the football part of it. Again, it's just how Stan wants us or the guys to practice like when we get to practice, it's two hours 
of no bullshit, you know, just concentrating. And this is one of the few teams, you know, that I've been part of or been watching practice where actually when we do team period, the guys behind who are not in, they're not talking about what they're going to do after practice or they did last night. You know, they're really concentrating on what the guy taking the reps at their positions are doing. And, and it's just uh, the one stand. And I'm, I keep coming back to Stan because he's the head coach. But of course, what he, we are other coaches help him out with it is what we demand of the guys. You know, we demand them to concentrate for two hours and then you can do whatever you want after two hours. And so I think, again, come to the guys really focusing. And then I think also Stan talking to the guys after practice, before practice, you know, before games, the message he sends to them. I think that's a huge part of it. So there, there's a noticeable difference when the Husky offense put in their second-string players. Uh, basically, could you give us a little bit of an explanation for why there's such a large drop-off between the starters and the backups? Because it's basically a second team, but in the Maple sure. League, you can definitely see the big the difference. Uh, well, it's kind of funny with the, with the Huskies this year because, like, now, on defensive side, uh, obviously, since I'm on the offensive side, I don't pay as much as attention to it. I know we, I, I have noticed we rotate D-line and linebackers pretty early, mm-hmm. but but not DB so much. Uh, but on the offensive side, <laughs> the one position where most teams have rotation early on, if they have the depth, is the receivers. And that's something we haven't probably done so much in these two first in the first games against Saints and the Crocs. We, we got the second stringers in, but not like, you know, some teams like to rotate early on. Yeah. But on the other, way, on the other hand, one thing we're doing that I have never seen any team doing, and it's kind of trying out to find the perfect five, is that we're actually switching O-line, a few O-line men between drives every now and then, and sometimes even in the drive. And that's just just checking out, you know, to get get those five starters before we get to the. Well, let's be honest here. When we play before we play the really tight games against Royals and Roosters and those teams. So, running back wise, I would say it's not a, such a drop off. I think actually both Arcadi and VP are similar style of backs, mm-hmm. and both are very productive when they get the ball in their hands. But I guess I'll come back to you on that with the receiver part then, because that's my my position that I coaches. I think I think there's a reason why somebody is number one and somebody is number two. And as a coach, you always, of course, wish you had like at least eight receivers where the drop off wouldn't be too big. Yeah. Because you want to rotate, but I guess reasons can be anything from who is the better athlete, uh, maybe more experience playing the game, understanding defenses. Uh, understanding the playbook, the system, and how to run the routes in this system. Not, but I don't think that's the number three is not the reason for us. I think actually the Finnish guys and the Huskies guys, they, they, they really know the system. So I would probably come back to maybe number one and number two. I think athletic-wise and maybe experience-wise, I think maybe the drop-off is biggest there for now. But like last night, number like I said in the TV interview, I'll that I wish we could get some balls to num- young number 85, Iso Kanta, the receivers, and then he had a touchdown. So he's only in his second year in football. So I would guess it's the athletic part of it, probably mostly, and and well, 
that's probably the biggest issue or the biggest thing right now. And then some guys being still young into this game. So they're still learning. Okay, that makes sense. So next week, you guys are going to be hosting a winless Trojans team on a Monday night before having to play against the Washington Royals on Saturday. That means two games in six days. So will you guys take any type of personnel precautions against the Trojans to ensure you can play competitively in both games? Uh, again, uh, you know, it comes down to the head coach making the decisions about that. And I haven't talked to Stan yet after last night, but I could definitely see us maybe playing at least at my position. I think we could maybe have some of the receivers who are not starters get in a little bit earlier. I think, you know, but, but I'm not, but, but, but first of all, we, we can take Trojans lightly. Like, uh, let's, let's compare them to the Crocs because they're both winless and they're kind of in a similar situation right now is that offensively on offense, I actually think uh, Trojans might be a little bit better just because of that running back and, and maybe they're, uh, in my opinion, their O line is just slightly better than Crocs also. If they can complete a few passes here and there, they might actually be able to keep a few drives alive. I'm not saying they're going to be able to put a whole lot of points on us, but but at least I think they they might be able to move the ball a little bit. Defense, they got some good players on all levels, like D-line. Camel Krul actually played a pretty good game last time. And uh, Björk wrote the big tackle, can have some... He has some few good downs here and there. And then uh, linebacker level, Ilka Koiranen, I mean, he's, he can still ball. He's just really alone now when Sami Toivonen is not playing and he, he already is playing for the Roosters. And defensive backfield, number 21, you know, he, he can do it. He can play. So so first of all, we need to take them serious. You know, I'm not saying we're not favorite going into this game, but, but we need to come out with a fast start, I think, so we can get and then maybe put, be a little bit quicker putting second stringers in and give the starters some a little bit more rest. That would be my recipe, but I'm aboard with I mean, I'm, I know Stan for seven years, and this is, and we always talk about how cool it would be to be on the same team, and now when I'm with him, you know, I trust him. Whatever his decision is, I trust him. So, But that's what I would do. That makes sense. It's going to be a tough situation either way, but it's yeah. tough to have to play two games with that quick turnaround. Yeah, yeah. That's the and I had I had to give a little bit, if if you allow me, I'll, I'll give a shout out or some props to the Crocs because they played a tough game against Royals and then they had to travel. They had the similar situations we have right now, except they had to play Royals and then they had to play us. You know, that defense. You know, I wouldn't call it great, but I wouldn't call it shitty either. But they have to be a lot. They they they, they were on the field a whole lot, so yeah. So their their troubles are 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 on offense clearly, and 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 a really thin roster also. Guys going both ways. I think even more so against us than against Royals. It looked like there were more guys going both ways. Yeah, they 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 suffered a few injuries against the Royals and then had yeah. to play you guys with less players, so that's tough. Yeah. So, Jens, recently I saw you in Hanko City. You told me that's where your football roots began. So I wanted sure. to ask yeah. You, yeah. So I wanted to ask you, where else has football taken you? Like, 
where, what is your journey? Tell me about it. I, I don't know your journey. Tell me and tell the world. Well, I did a different sports in, in my hometown. So Hanko is my hometown, and I did soccer like most Finnish kids and and some other sports. And then, then uh, I think Sun City was founded in 86, and in 88 I watched all their home games. And then I, I decided to join the team, and they, and they were just starting up a flag football team then, so I, I went to the flag football practices, but then... Uh, I was too old. Then that flag football was new in Finland, and then when they started doing the tournaments, the federation decided on an age limit, so I was too old for it. So I, then, then I just went to the foot, football practices, and and that's where it started. And then I wasn't I was really a bad receiver, but I, I just loved the game. So so then when I had like most young adults after high school living in in Hanko, which is a city I still love, but after high school, if you need you, if you want education at the next level, you need to move away. And, and most young adults moved to either Turku or Helsinki. And I already had a couple of teammates who had moved to Helsinki. And then I had a few other friends here in Helsinki. So it was Helsinki was a no-brainer for me. And, and then one of my teammates, actually, this was back in the mid-90s, he actually had joined the Roosters as their U19 co- coach and then the women's team's coach. And... I decided to hop along with him. I wouldn't call myself a coach back then. It's probably more like a water boy style, you know. But I, ju- I just wanted to be part of this game. And and I'll tell you a secret. <laughs> when I was living and playing in Hong Kong, I used to drive up here with my friends a lot to watch the Maple League games that Roosters and East City Giants played. And I was actually East City Giants fan when I moved to Hel- fan when I moved to Helsinki. But <laughs> Changed, uh, since, right? since, my, since my friend joined the Roosters as a coach, I, I hopped along and then I think it was in 99 is the first year I became the head coach for the U19 and, and from 99 to 2006 to make it short. I just worked different junior pro teams with the Roosters organization like some years U19, sometimes U17 and, and then was it in 2000 or 99 then the federation introduced the U21 and then I was the head coach for that. And that's actually where, in 2004, I met Juha Hakala, my former head coach for the Roosters. First, he was he was playing playing 2004. He came from Taft. A bunch of Taft guys came to Roosters, and then from 2005 and 2006, he coached the linebacker and and Tero Virtanen, who is now the head coach for the Lohe Lions and the U19 national team, was the big coordinator. I was the offensive coordinator, and we get three championships in that. Then from my first year with the Roosters men's team was actually 2004 when the now head coach for the national team, Thomas Haken, asked me if I wanted to be part of the next men's team. And I didn't really have any coaching duties back then with this men's team, but, mm-hmm. you know, just being around those that awesome team and, 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 and Coach Haken, you know, you, you can learn a lot just being on the sidelines, listening and watching and soaking everything in. So that was a cool deal. And, Got to go down to Braunschweig and play them in the preseason game, and and I was up in the stands filming the game, and it's hell of atmosphere. when our guys after the game, ah, we lost the game, of course, or not, of course, but you know Braunschweig Lions powerhouse back then already. Yeah, so, but it was a hell of atmosphere after the game when the Russian guy came to the sideline to thank the fans, and the five thousand Germans are standing up and chanting "Roosters, Roosters," you know. So it was an awesome experience. And, uh, then uh, Haken stepped down after 2005, and then 
Kalle Karppinen, the coordinator for the national team, and who was part of the five championships. So the coordinator, him and I took over the men's team. I think he was, his title was head coach and the coordinator, and I was the officer coordinator. So that did that until 2010. Then I took a year off to have a break from football. And, then, and like many of the coaches back after 2010, and then we came back in 2012. And, and here I want to give a great shout out to Atak Nivela, who took over as officer coordinator later in 2011, because that was a tough year for the Roosters, because they didn't have a lot of players on the men's team. And luckily they won that one game to keep, keep them in the league. He did a hell of a job, you know, going through that. You know, not many people can do it. Thank you, Atta, you did a hell of a job. But then, uh, yeah, then, we, then I got back back with the Roosters in 2012. And since Atta was already the coordinator, I was I'm fine with that. You know, I can coach the receivers. So I coached the receivers for up till 2015 when Atta had done. I did. Then I got back on the OC job for a couple of years, and this year I was I already up my mind actually going into the off season 2016 that this year I was not going to coach club club football at all. I was going to spend some time with friends and families, and I already told them this is it. You know, next summer we're going to have some fun. But the only door I really kept open was like maybe if there's a job outside Finland because they have over the years. Two, three last years, there have been some some teams approaching me from Germany, Sweden, Italy. But early on, when they started contacting me, I wasn't interested. I wanted to stay with the Roosters. I like what was going on with the program 2014 that Oli Jussela introduced and all the the coaching staff we had. So and. This year, Dan asked me if I wanted to help him, you know, because like I said early on here, is that him and I have been talking back and forth for seven years and always kind of played with the idea to maybe be on the same team someday. And I said, sure, but I can't commit 100%. Then we just worked out the deal how often I would be coming to practice in off-season and during the season and, and, and games, which, you know, I might miss some games, but which games will be, you know, we worked that out, so... So here we are now in 2017. Uh, it's only my third team in Finland, but then I've been part of, been lucky enough to be part of uh, the U19 national team back and forth since between 2014 and 2013. You know, different positions: offensive coordinator, receiver, quarterback coach, and then um, 2013, my good friend. Friend and former offense coordinator for Roosters Trojans and the national team, Kim Wikström, asked me if I wanted to join the men's national team as a receivers coach. And, and I, of course, I jumped on that because we had the European Championships coming up in 2014. And, and I really respect Kim coach Wikström and, and coach Haken. I was the head coach and I knew it was a great coaching staff. So, so I, I've been doing that with the national team. So. So now when I've been talking for so long, to make it short, this is only my third team in Finland and then the national teams. So, yeah, I haven't been moving around a lot. <laughs> yeah, you, but you, you got that loyalty. That's something that you don't really see a lot of in Finland, actually, is that you, once you get with an organization, you commit. So that that brings me to my, my last question, Jens. Where, yeah. where do you see yourself next? Are you? Do you have future plans to stay with Hamelina, or are you going to migrate back to Helsinki, or what? What's next for you? 
Uh, I'm, I don't know. I mean, this is kind of, I guess, a positive and negative. But I'm kind of a guy who I'm really bad at make, making long-term plans. <laughs> you know, you know. I mean, 2012 when we when Rooster started the program, 2014, and all everybody on the staff were committed for those three years. It was easy for me to, me to say, yeah, I'm not going to move anywhere in these three years, you know. And and I, I had some things going on in my personal life, like school and stuff like I had to do. So so that, that, that was easy. But right now, I, I'm going one year at a time, and, and time we'll see. I have enjoyed my time with the Huskies and talking to their team president, Teemu Saarinen. I know I like his visions for, for the team and the organizations. You know, they're not like over-the-top visions, but they're still big visions, like where, where to take your team as an organization so maybe i'll stay with the huskies maybe i'll come back but i think the one thing that i'm still really looking for also is coaching coaching in europe somewhere else and i think i definitely will be with some organizations you know but i like the huskies i like the roosters i didn't leave the roosters because i had any bad blood against that you know after 20 years with them they're up there will always be a little roosters inside me, you know. So without Stan with the Huskies, I probably, I'm going to be honest, that was, he was the big, you know, he was the guy who got me there, you know. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's good that you you like to keep your options open, Jens. I can't, yeah. can't fault you for that. We appreciate you talking to us today. We appreciate the time. It's good to talk to you about football and, and get an idea of where you're headed and what you have going on. I appreciate you having me on here, and, and uh, like I said earlier on, I've been listening to your podcast and reading our blogs, and I think it's great that you talk about the game in Finland, so it gets exposure. It's good to get as much exposure as possible, and you're certainly a part of that and doing a great job. And, and believe me or not, even if I've been a rooster, I wish the Wolverines team uh, good luck with the season, but because how cool would it be if in 2000? 18, we could see, go back to playing roosters against the Wolverines in the Maple League. Yeah, we, I think we need. I think the I think the game needs it in Finland. I think game needs rivalries like that. You know. Yeah, that rivalry would be great. That's it for us today. We appreciate you talking to us, Jens Holmstrom, and we wish you best of luck in your next game and for the rest of the season. Thank you, and everybody get outside. It's a beautiful weather. Bye bye.